Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is a Lip Media podcast. The gays are ascending on Australia. Josh Thomas brings his comedy show Whoopsie Daisy down under this October, kicking off on the north coast of New South Wales in beautiful Brunswick Heads, where, of course, they film Sea Change. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before taking in Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra, Cairns, Brisbane and Perth. Hannah Gatsby's follow-up to Nanette is Douglas, which lands in December, touring Melbourne, Hobart, Canberra, Sydney and Brisbane, before jumping short in New Zealand. And An Evening with David Sedaris sees the brilliant American author visit Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide and Canberra in January. Go to comedy.com.au for full touring details and to book tickets. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respect to elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. You ready? Great. You are you ready? Has this started? <coughs> I just have to do my intro. Mm-hmm. Oh, Welcome Jesus. to the <laughs> What's one of those professional podcasts where you have to <laughs> listen to all the bullshit at the start? I mean, it's it's very clever, but it doesn't have the warmth of analog. <laughs> no, 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 and it's not interrupted every three minutes that's by Lady right. Gaga. That's the, right, that's that's the trouble with sobriety. Just we're have, definitely leaving this all in. <laughs> Sorry, you were Sorry. talking, young Sorry. man. Thank you. Welcome to the Gays Revolting, a definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. You can follow us on Instagram at Gays Revolting Pod, or join our Facebook at The Gays Revolting. And if you'd like to support the podcast and listen to our after shows, head over to patreon.com slash gaysrevoltingpod for a heap of extra content. My name's Thomas Jaspers, and at high school, I was voted most likely to prolapse by the age of 30. Now, I'm very excited about this episode. This is something I've wanted to do for about a year today. Is it, is However, it the one you actually prolapse in. You actually prolapse live on air. Oh. I've been wanting to do Someone it get the shoehorn to push it back in when he's done. And I've already lost control and haven't even introduced you, assholes. In this very, very special episode, we are joined by the outrageous Scott Brennan, the oh. fabulous Adam Richard, and oh, the punctual yeah. Toby Sullivan wow. so of sorry, the original queer Australian podcast, Talking Puffy. <laughs> now, you boys, I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thanks for coming in. I think you should reserve your thanks until the end of the yes. episode. Yes. I think that... Yep. Poor you Dan's know. got steam coming out of his ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, Poor I, as I Dan. always used to say, you know, back in the day, if you're listening, if you've chosen to listen to Talking Puffy, you fucking deserve to hear it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> On your own heads, yeah. be it. Yes. Girls. Yeah. And, and you know what? We'll have to post something when we announce this episode. It's, it's going to be fucking awful and offensive. But you know yeah. what? If you've gotten through this far, you're going to be fine. <laughs> yep. But um, also, we're old people, and old are. people are conservative. I know. By we've had to record nature. this episode at 11 o'clock in the morning just to make sure you're. <laughs> Isn't it great how when you're old and and you do something clearly politically incorrect, people just go, oh, "Well, they're a bit old." They're a bit yeah, old. Yeah. They're a bit old. Yeah. And that's like, the warning for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but it's we've always just done it. <laughs> we never had. We haven't had that excuse before. Well, though. we didn't have that excuse before. No. but that was before me too. Also, like, let's just be clear: the podcast only ended five years ago. Like, we're not talking twenty years Did ago. It? <laughs> Is it five? Nearly five. Oh, yeah, it feels like a blissful it- decade. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. 
now, it felt like five years every time I tried to edit one. It's what it's like trying to listen to the fucking things. <laughs> do you know what? You know what the trouble was with your editing? Actually, I've always yes. wanted to make go, this no, remark. Please, please. Right, oh, here we your, go. Was that you never left anything out? You would just, no. <laughs> you would just reorder things. If something was yes. shit, you wouldn't just snip it out entirely. Which Content is, the aim is of editing. king. You would just mm. put it into a whole new like omnibus of shit episode. Because yeah. then we would have to record more if oh, I cut things out. Do you leave stuff out in Gaze of Revolting? Is this? Yeah, we record for like two hours, but most of it's just Luke bragging about himself, so we just cut that shit out. <laughs> oh, okay. We're left with an hour, yeah. You need like a, a Luke bragging about himself mega mix or yeah, something yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. Come I on, everybody. To, I used to cut out every second time Scott said that was my nickname in high school. Yeah, yeah. right. Because yeah, I didn't yeah. want him to sound repetitive. Yeah. No. <laughs> can, can we just, should we just assume that anyone who is still listening knows... Like, what the fuck we're talking about? Well, like the v- first question I was going to ask you, which I haven't got no. to yet, uh, was okay. Talking Puffy, iconic podcast. The amount of people that you have listened liked to it because you were on it. Oh, <laughs> no, but I was listening to it before I knew any of you and, and loved it before I knew any of you, and then I got to know you and yeah, I Yeah, but that's because you were fucking our friend. Yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> Trying to fuck your way to stardom. <laughs> yeah, all right. And like, hey, hooking up with everyone. Look how well a, I did. Terrible plugs in the industry. Hey, terrible plugs. I'm right here. I can hear you when you talk about me. Um, t- for people that, did, for maybe some of our younger listeners who have all turned off by now, so they <laughs> don't yes. care. Yeah. What, what, t- what was the Talking Puffy the well, Puffcast? Uh, the idea kind of was to talk about kind of gay stuff, mm. um, but talk about the reality of it, yes. Um, yes. and not that because you know I guess uh, it's kind of different now a yes. little bit. But at the time, the only image that people had in the oh, wider no, it's community not different kind of now. Like, gay people I don't. Was... I honestly don't believe that Joel Creasy has ever had sex with another man. <laughs> 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 he has, like, but they've all been Ken dolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're all equally. He's whatever, you know, he's whatever the opposite of a beard is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's a blade. <laughs> oh, but oh. the only image that kind of people had of gay men was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the original series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, or Will Mr. and Grace Humphreys and all that kind of stuff. And, and there wasn't, you know, that information about, you know, what we're actually like. And the. Look around. Look at us. We're, yeah. we're filthy. We're Awful just, people. Oh, Sad horrible, gross. Yeah, that's why I haven't spoken to any of you um, in five years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's podcast true. Ended. So we kind of wanted to just talk about the reality, the, the nitty-gritty, yeah. you know, from amyl to kind of beats to anal sex to whatever. Like Absolutely, all the kind yeah. Of, you know, stuff that but you, you know what? Uh, you play it down and, okay, I won't blow smoke up your ass because... There's I wouldn't be able to fill it. So, God, hey, <laughs> hey. yeah. But um, you talk about it like it wasn't that big a deal. It was a, a lot of people that talk about now, like how far we've come and that sort of stuff. A lot of people put that down to the fact that we finally started getting real images of ourselves in the media. Yes, and to have access. I mean, that's why I was listening to. I remember the episode you talked about douching mm. before I'd been on it, and to have someone actually saying that, especially in Australian accents, <laughs> was was a big deal. Like there was there was They're no one else Swedish. that was actually. <laughs> yeah, douching. <laughs> there was no one talking about real shit. Well, I mean, it was funny as well, yeah. which is, is well, good to listen to. But. If you have real shit, that's what the douching is for. <laughs> mm. It's to get rid of all. There's a podcast. Real <laughs> shit. Real Just an shit. entire podcast about douching. <laughs> I mean, I suppose I could, at the time, I suppose we could tell that we had struck some kind of a chord because mm. of the sincerity of some of the correspondence oh, yeah. we received and also some of the fucking idiocy of the correspondence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, wh- one of my favourite moments was in when some... Delightful twink barreled up to me at Broadway in Sydney at Target <laughs> when I was buying, you know, several, towels. several. F- no, they look like towels, but it was my t-shirts. Four, <laughs> <laughs> several four XL t-shirts, <laughs> and this this twink is like. <gasps> Are you Adam Richard from Talking Puffy? I was like, yes, yes, that's me. What do you want? A gobby. Uh, and he's like, oh, 
you girls make me feel so much better about myself. And I feel like such a slut when I listen to your show. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just enabling slutting. That's right. No, but <laughs> Which is like, important. I kind, of, I kind of got told secondhand that a friend of mine said, uh, a friend of his was talking about how he grew up in the country mm-hmm. um, and would listen to Talking Puffy. Yeah. And, and my friend told me when he was talking about how important Talking Puffy was him because he felt was to him because he felt so isolated out in the country. Yeah. He was actually getting a bit teary. Yeah. Aww. Like talking about how important it was to just kind of hear all this stuff and, and know he wasn't alone. And I you're went, upsetting oh, Toby. Really you know he sad. hates sincerity. I cannot take on any of this response. <laughs> no, he did. Yes. But at the time, if, if we'd known this at the time, yeah. it would have freaked us yeah, out. Yeah, it's probably you know, good that you like, know that. Yeah, because yeah. You know, we, would have, we would have felt that responsibility. Yeah. Like, oh shit, people are actually paying attention. Yeah, I think that's true. We would have um, second-guessed ourselves. Yeah, it's the totally. sort of thing we should be I saying. I did get those whatever. emails, but I just never passed them along to you two because you're oh. cynical. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't matter to you because you're a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was also evident in... I mean, I remember going out with all three of you to... What was open at the time? You remember Prince that? Of Wales. I don't remember that. I don't, I don't remember, remember going out. Yeah. But going out spending any like time DTs with and Wells and that sort of shit, and yeah. uh, and people come up to you and recognise that. And also, you know, your live shows did incredibly well. People, people loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> Our live shows, please yeah. don't oh, bring look, those they up. They were a fucking train wreck, but people <laughs> went to them. We uh, we sexually harassed many poor straight people. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Do you remember the guy who I touched on the dick several yeah, times? And, and and he was and yeah. he was like whispering to you on stage like oh, fucking cut away. But do you also remember that? Time we nearly took like there was oh, that posse of boys and we nearly took them home. Oh no, there was oh. just one that I think we yeah, were. Yeah, there was one who was like teetering. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then yeah. and then you very yes. sensibly brought up the fact that you know we couldn't because we'd make eye contact in the middle of spit roasting him and it would all be. Wow, and that was the only. And reason. you had to go and sing something somewhere, so okay. you left us with them. Oh, the God. live shows were really terrible, but we didn't set out to do it with that in mind. No, well, no, because I mean, it originally no. started. Am I right in thinking it originally started just as a live show, and then you turned it into a? No, podcast. it started as a hangover. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we. I was hosting, and these two faggots were delightful support acts to Sue Ann Post, who mm-hmm. was the Hannah Gadsby of our time. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And all of Adelaide's lesbian community turned out to see Sue Ann. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, none of us wanted to have anything to do with any of us. Yeah. So we had some difficult gigs. Right. Yes. <laughs> so interesting. Because they're generous people, the lesbians. Um, um, and then <laughs> Sue Ann got on and would like shift yeah. the foot and they'd applaud. Like, yeah. You know, right, just, yeah. yeah, they like, would lose their Yeah, she would, <clears throat> she would just wander across we, the stage. We had these terrible me. gigs and, and we were marooned in Adelaide. So we went out and were like horrendously drunk. Like, At the Mars bar. You can imagine. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, the Mars bar. R.I.P. Here's to absent friends. (laughs) (laughs) And it's Million and One Disco Ball. Where are they now? And somehow, I don't actually remember this because I have pretty bad hangovers, but the legend, the origin story is that sitting around the next day, out of some like unfortunate collision of... Misery and mm. and circumstance. Didn't we just get like hammered after the gig and were just doing a show on stage, possibly just for Justin Hamilton? Actually, there is a foggy memory of that. <laughs> and Justin coming out and doing like a drag number to yes. like Pearl Jam yes, or something that's right. in the middle of it. And so I basically, doing we Mariah. were discovered, uh, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we'd been doing it on and off as like a like a stand up spot. Yeah, for about I don't know eight or nine years, right. and then. You know, it was 2009. Well, that's the thing. So, uh, my producer tells me Mm. that uh, in 2010... Which is, or you said 2009, 20, 2009. I don't know. I, think it was I, was, I was 
pretty much drunk for about 2% of the years. Australian population knew what the word podcast meant. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what made you decide to turn oh, it into a podcast? That was an interview. So Because we were part of the 98%. We didn't know what yeah. we were doing. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no we idea. thought it was a party. I, I just yeah. knew I had a studio at work and there was a bottle shop downstairs. Like right. That was that was all really that had... Because you were recording on. in the Fox Studios, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did an interview with DNA Magazine mm-hmm. and... <laughs> This delightful... Who was, was the front page? <laughs> None of us. <laughs> Tina Del Twist. No, so, yeah, Tina Del Twist in her bathers. Like, we, like it, was, it was meant to be an interview with a bunch of Melbourne comedians, but we were the only ones there. Right. <laughs> but, uh, because, right, the journo had been flown down to do a story in, like, Marvellous Melbourne. Or oh, yeah, it was Melbourne. a travelogue thing. The travelogue in Melbourne. Yeah. So the deal was he was going to have lunch at his hotel with Talking Puffy and then go to a laneway or have a coffee or... Yeah. Like read a book or yeah. something. All those go things. Go and see Bjorn again at yeah, the, at the yeah. theatre. All that yes. kind of stuff. But we got him so drunk at lunch oh, yeah. that oh. he basically had to trash the whole story. Oh, shit. Oh, no, he <laughs> yeah. ended up writing the story, but he was just drunk. But the story yeah. was about, was like, about so us. we went from lunch, then we had drinks at the exchange, yes. and then... I passed out and I woke up lying in an aisle at the comedy theatre in the middle That's of the Adam Adam again concert. Richard rimming you, yes. <laughs> no, no, I was doing Amel on the balcony oh. at the comedy theatre. Adam, theater. do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, God, this is like... Probably not. Go. Eight years ago when you were, you were still drinking and Adam, uh, Joel Creasy wasn't famous yet and I was guesting on the podcast and we went to the Prince of Wales when yes. we used to do drag shows there. And I spilled Amel on my pants. Yeah, Monty <laughs> Die Monty, the drag queen. <laughs> Was doing a show, so she invited us backstage. It was you, me, Monty, Di yes. Monty, and I think Paris or something like that. Yeah, and Joel Creasy, and you spilt a bottle of Amel on your pants. It was the last <laughs> bottle anyone had. Oh no! So Joel Creasy and I were on our hands and knees, just sniffing Literally your jeans. One at a time. And the girls, the girls <laughs> came into my lap. <laughs> the girls came off stage, and Joel and I were on all fours, just sniffing Adam's legs. Oh my god! And I spilt it Giggling. right near my dick. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Re- it it was such an really stuff. Yeah. That is like a really disgusting seventies German movie. I know. Or it was a, a scene from the the. Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and in the next edition, I've never been so proud. There were like half a dozen letters from people going, "That is a disgusting impression. Yes. What kind of an image are we sending out yes. to like straight people? Oh, what fucking straight uh, people are reading DNA? Grab, you know, and also, you know exactly. what? Yeah, if you want to live that life, like, have you non-drinking? No offense, Adam, but you know, people are allowed to. Party oh, yeah. and get drunk and get messy and have a fun time. Oh yeah, like, yes. it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. I've and also, it, you know. he fucked Scott, which happens oh, all nice. the time. Like we, <laughs> any time we would go out with anyone, like my friends would come down from Sydney. <laughs> Toby would have some old school friend turn up. We'd all be out. Yeah. And at the end of the night, Scott would fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> it was part of the ticket price, guys. <laughs> right? It, it was, was a travel blog. You got to see um, the sights of Melbourne. You got to exactly. see Scott Brennan's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> the journalist wasn't even gay in the end. He went back in. <laughs> 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 he actually did. There's probably a reason for that. Too. <laughs> yeah. well, he I'm decided glad. if I'm going to fuck something this sloppy, I might as well be having sex. <laughs> oh. No, he just knew he was never going to get any better. Touche. Hey. Touche. Thank you. Now, I, 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 learned, I, I got to guest on your podcast and it was so lovely and it led to some of my first ever games, We were scraping the bottom nice. of the barrel by the time you were on. <laughs> Probably regret it now. No, no, no. Tom was very funny. We yeah. had a lot of guests and some yeah, of them were yeah. shit, but Tom oh, was good. That's why you, you kept coming back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Was, uh, yeah. Tom um, was good. Velvo was good. Reese was pretty also, good. Yeah. Bottle also, was good. remember he used to have fun stories about being locked out all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, listened, oh. I was re-listening to that episode the other day. Remember when I got locked? Scott Brennan and I lived together for a while and remember when I got locked out 
out of the house and yes. all I had was a, a white T-shirt <gasps> yes. on the line and my uh, Rhonda Butchmore yes, and outfit like that was Liza in the, And it was like a Liza Minnelli. And I had to go to the police station dressed like Liza Minnelli because <laughs> it was all the clothes that we had in the garage with my drag costumes. Sure it is, son. Tell it yeah. to the judge. <laughs> And I had to come and pick the... You were recording at the time and I yeah. had to come and pick In the Melbourne keys up. In Melbourne Central for yeah. some stupid reason. So I had to come and pick the keys up so you got me on the episode. <laughs> to tell the story. Oh. We had no content. We'd run out by then. Yeah, that was fantastic. We ran out though. an episode too. Yeah. So I learned a lot from you guys. But we, we do our episodes uh, once a month. Sorry, once a week. Mm-hmm. But you guys used to record in bulk. Yes. And I'd like pop in for an episode and, you know, Wes mm-hmm. would pop in for an episode. But you guys would be sitting there. How, how long oh, did you record It would for? just go for hours. Nine We'd be in there hours? For, yeah. So. Nine, ten yeah. hours. Oh, we'd start just before lunch and we'd go mm-hmm. until like 10 or... Which and is amazing because like, you can tell, I mean, people listening would already know how oh. high energy you guys are. By the, what drugs were you taking? Uh, just alcohol. Mostly malt and Shandong. Yeah, we were I do apologise about the very cheap red wine we've served. <laughs> do you remember the, the <laughs> episode where I was so hungover at the start that I had to go and have a, like a hip flask of Jack Daniels to start the podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> and, you're, and you've Shit. gone, oh man, that stinks. I'm like, just oh. let me be. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't just... speak English. Honestly, you know, we, like... I, 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 this will probably get cut out, but a few weeks ago we had the lovely Beck Shaw, who you're friends yes, with. Yes, she's, on she's the episode, one of my And I've never called in, the only time I've ever called in sick to this podcast was when my dog went missing. Oh. And that episode, uh, I went to the drag, the Melbourne Drag Awards the night before, and Karen from Finance got me very fucked up. Oh. And I love so how it's I, always someone else's fault with Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to call in sick that night, and our producer Dan said, Well, we've got, you know, Beck Shaw and Will Kostakis on the episode tonight, so if you're not coming in, we'll just have to cancel. And I was like, Well, we, we can't do that so I came I dragged myself in here and I reckon I sat here I did the intro let them talk for about an hour and then I just said goodbye at the end of the episode oh, and I was sitting here sweating and Will was like part, like this this guest <laughs> who I've never met before this wonderful <laughs> author who was down oh for the God. Melbourne Writers yeah. Festival was like passing me tissues to dab the sweat off my oh, face and I was like Lord. tuning out and this like, is oh. why we did all of our interviews on the phone yes yeah. <laughs> I had a very similar experience after one talking poofy record because I was producing at the time oh. and I had been out till like 5.30, like whatever. We, we went to a karaoke bar. It's like, yeah, so the only place we could get a drink was like a... Like a and like we couldn't a, get out of the city. We were trapped in there. So it was like a K-box yeah. in, in Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that was said, kind of awesome. It was really fun. It was, it was a really great night. And we'd had our tech run that day. Like we'd been with each other all day. We'd done the show and then we still... Foolishly went out until like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So we roll out of a K box at six, six o'clock in the morning, and I've got like a nine thirty matinee oh, of the listies. So shit. I'm like ushering in children with exactly that same experience, yeah. like sweat, like booze, oh, sweat pouring yeah. out oh. of me, having to like duck out to the bathrooms to spew. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Finally, my co-producer came and just tapped me on the shoulder and just said, "You need to not be near children." Yeah. <laughs> you smell like Santa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But with I all went this home and mind, ate toast for four days. It is so weird that people actually listen to our podcast to get information. Like, we but, know nothing. Like, we know just, nothing. Oh, but we used to get people in. Like, we'd get Colin Petruni oh, in yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. about, like, he I was our sex bird. He was. He was um, we used to get was Paul really Horan yeah, yeah, I mean, there was like about wonderful information history. about, like, how to get STI tests and stuff like that. Like, yeah. yeah. This is, see, this is the thing. Like, I was doing Brecky Radio at the time, and the best information we could give was, you know, where to pick up an icy cold can of Coke and a bag yeah. of chips. Yeah. Right. Thunder. <laughs> and you were like, well, here's where you can get, you know, some antibiotics. And I, I knew that broadcasting could be more than that, mm. but still be fun. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to do more mm. and hang out with these two because I've always yeah. felt that 
as funny as I am, and I'm very funny. Uh, <laughs> like we were all funnier than the sum of our parts. Mm, like, yeah, right. we, and we would have so much fun doing yeah. it. Because in terms of podcasts, like at the time, that was the golden age of like two guys called Dave just talking shit oh, in the garage. Yeah. 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 And yeah. there were all these podcasts. They're still on. You know, people go, still listen to. Oh, the, look, I'm yeah. sure the same episode is still running. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five years later, but were, Sydney goes then. Yeah. <laughs> There were all these like comedy podcasts that had no structure and were just completely improvised. I think the real innovation of Talking Puffy in that sense was that we were one of the early ones to have a really clearly defined commercial radio structure. Yeah. As much as you took great care to make sure that nothing went for longer than seven minutes. Yeah. And there was lots of ear candy. We would go to such trouble to make those bumpers. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. in between I things. just made Scott do that because he had to do something. And, <laughs> and we would have Besides guests. Besides like we, yeah, When I wasn't we really fucking, I was gave, uh, recording stuff. We invested energy yeah. in, in putting... Scaffolding around our own unique genius. Yeah, oh. but there's also something very beautiful about like making it entertaining and funny, but then putting in some really important information. And also, the, you know, podcasts is one of the first times where you could reach a mass audience yeah. without having to be signed up to a radio session. So you and know, you'd worked yes. in radio for years, but you were yeah. never going to get something like Talking Puffy on the air. Well, well wasn't it? We didn't we? Didn't <laughs> we someone listen? Did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 So yeah. when they ABC <laughs> Radio Two. No. No. When no. when all those stupid digital licenses came in. Oh yeah. Austereo bought like twelve of them, and when one of them they decided was just going to be a comedy channel. Just comedy all the time. I'm like, that is a lot of fucking content, 24 yes. hours a day. So they got a whole bunch of podcasts on, like they were playing the Dumb Dumb Club and things like that. And the head of it, who was, was in Sydney, was like, oh, Adam, we want to put on the Poofcast. I'm like, you should listen to it. Yeah, yeah, probably just <laughs> And first. then tell me you want to put it on. And he's had a listen and he's gone, it is the best produced podcast of any podcast in this country, but it breaches 18 different broadcasting codes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he'd listen to the first five minutes or something, yeah, yeah. and we'd already broken, like, 18 rules. So yeah. We'd defamed people. <laughs> yeah. We'd literally unbroadcast people. people. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you mentioned some of the guests that you had to recap. One of the, some of the regulars, Mel Buttle, the bottom whisperer. The, but yeah. she was very, very Mel good. Buttle. We had Mel so before well. she was a Bake Off. That's yes. right. And yes. she would, we would... Actually, you had quite a few people on before they were well-known. Oh, yeah. Reese yeah. Nicholson as well. Well, back in the, the old days, Toby was. was a manager, and he used to look after them. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. An unsuccessful manager. <laughs> feathering his own nest. We, we would call Mel Buttle and just give them two like celebrity names, like, yeah, particularly yeah. a celebrity couple, and she would decide who was the top and who was the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that relationship, and she's turned out to be gay. So yes. you know that she wasn't gay at the time, but no, yeah. yeah. So you know, yeah, maybe we, she caught it off. You well, you know yeah. who else <laughs> wasn't gay when we had them on was Geraldine Hickey. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, I true. Didn't know that. yeah. She, wasn't. she was. Yeah, she was not yeah, gay at the time. I think she was bi for a little while, and. It was in a conversation with us that she said, we said, oh, she was getting on a tram and we're like, where are you going? Toby's like, where are you going? And she's like, oh, I'm just off to a knitting festival in Northgate. Oh. <laughs> and Toby's and we gone, went, oh, oh well, that was bound to happen sooner or later. <laughs> 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 yeah. wow. Well, there's also, you had Velvo as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Velvo. Oh, no, he was uh, always Snelling gay. was more of a, <laughs> a sometimes host than a, a guest. Yeah. Velvo was funny. Yeah. Oh, my really God. Funny. Like, yeah. he's still funny he still now, is, yeah. but... You know, he was like a, a, a racehorse. Like, yes. in terms of the natural yeah. talent of yeah. someone who can just, like... Yeah, you know, but he's been, like, nominated for awards in Edinburgh, so he's dead to us now. <laughs> yeah. Now, I remember once there was, like, you, neither of you were available, so I just dragged Velvo in for a recording. I was yeah. like, let's just record one. And he spent the entire time kind of, you know, reverse flirting. Where you <laughs> are assuming someone is coming on to you, and so oh. you just read everything they say as like oh, something really? 
<laughs> lecherous. It's like, I can think of no one I would less rather have near my penis than fucking <laughs> that ferret. That, that's how Volvo, that's how he got his beautiful boyfriend, I assume. Like, just ah, negged him. Just by being nasty. He yeah. negged him into yeah. fucking yeah. Scott, yeah. Do you remember that time at the Peel after a record when Volvo said to you, Scotty, Oh, yes. It was something like phrase. It was if I didn't think that I would die in a month, I'd totally do you, Scott. The one I remember the most fondly, I think, for, you know, bizarre, selfish reasons was, do you remember when, when we, we rang, we spoke to the guys who organised the San Francisco Wank Club? Yeah. Oh. And yeah. they were shit. They were terrible. <laughs> yeah. They were the worst talent God ever put breath into, and I absolutely include myself in that statement, right? They, they were worse than watching – listening to them talk was worse than watching paint dry, yeah. right? Because when you watch paint dry, it starts wet, right? Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> were the absolute pits, oh. but somehow – it edited up into a really funny Amazing segment. Yeah, and right. we were sit- sitting there, like, dragging our nails down our face. Yeah, like, this is, this is like palliative radio. How are we ever going to get anything Also, for something that's meant to be slightly titillating and possibly yeah. erotic, they made it sound like the most boring Cardboard. fucking experience yeah. They made it sound like world. a Roomba was coming around and jerking you <laughs> <me> off. <laughs> I um I used to like I used to like all the characters and stuff. Yeah, and like Lorna and Lorna. <laughs> well, Lorna and Lorna, I have. Oh, Lorna and Lorna were the best. For who would always they'd always have the same recipe. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I was going to ask about that, some of the characters. So for people that aren't familiar with the podcast, you'd every now and then have characters that yeah. some of you or you know Wes would play. Yeah. We talked to Jesus. Okay, yes, oh, Jesus. Um, he was, was Prulaps. Who was a rancid old drag queen? Yes, yes. Prulaps. Uh, uh, there was Constable Troy. If we Constable Troy. Now, Constable Troy was the uh, LGBTI liaison officer with the police, yes. and he would yeah. always talk about how um, he got hired because the gays knew uh, the the toilets at the petrol station better than the straights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he do got you remember to do that the time well. we ran like we rang a bunch of different call centres, and there were different Troys working? In all oh, yeah, it was all just Troy. It was all Amazing. Troy. Yeah, um, they all knew that you, you were going to call, and they all knew, all and they talking. all knew the other Troys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're talking to Troy. Oh my god, how is he? Where where did the characters? come from like did we were drunk yeah, yeah and <laughs> we were just i would run out we, and be outside of the studio on the phone and and they'd call and they just go and do something and yeah and, and something. scott's an improviser like yeah. that's yeah, his yeah. best skill was just like let's ask him questions and see what the fuck comes out <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> well so one we, of my, we never pro- we never prepared those yeah right it was amazing easier. that was so fucking funny well one of my favorite characters was grunty mcfuckery oh, that was a lot <laughs> yeah. of preparation which was, which was toby <laughs> yes. now for oh people that aren't God. familiar, Grunty McFuckering, I'm not going to say he might be based on an Australian gay bar owner, but he, he was... He's based he was, on all of them. <laughs> he was a very... <laughs> A wealthy gay bar owner who was a bit of an asshole and uh, liked to fuck a his... A lovable asshole. A lovable asshole mm. that liked to, to fuck his patrons over, you shall we say, yeah. and, and his guests and everyone else. And, and fuck his staff. And fuck, fuck his, his staff yeah. and was pretty much just an awful, <laughs> not, not awful Not often person. consensually. <laughs> no. He was the Weinstein of the bar. <laughs> exactly. Where did he come from? Grunty was actually not based on a gay bar owner. But he was a gay bar owner. But he, he, he well, Like the character the, was a gay yeah, bar yeah. owner. But where, well, What was the name of his bar? Grunty's bar? Wrongans. Wrongans. We had to look that up. We forgot yep. that it was called yeah. Rollins. Wrong and you know what else I remembered? He had a brother called Chunky McFuckery. Oh, who was a little <laughs> <laughs> And 
We would just be like Adam and I would like when when Grunty was talking. We, we would like have our fists in our mouths, oh, trying not to laugh, so with, with tears running down our cheeks. Grunty was legitimately based on uh, a guy called <laughs> Warwick, who used to manage the Metro nightclub in Burke yeah. Street. And through yeah. some chain of events, it was this huge bar, huge beer palace, like thousands and thousands of people in capacity. Yeah. And in some chain of circumstances, um, I was like met him at a party or something like that. And someone said, oh, so Warwick, you know, what are you going to do at the Metro for New Year's Eve? And he leads back and goes, what am I going to do? I'm going to do the same fucking shit as every Saturday night, charge triple the price at the door and sell beer for 14 bucks. That's what I'm going to fucking do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's, that's, that's smart. I'm so excited, Toby, because you've organised a, a special appearance for us oh, I can't. by Grunty McFuckering, Don't, haven't I you? I can't look at Grunty. <laughs> Grunty it's is very the, true. This Grunty, is very exciting. Grunty McFuckering has not been heard of for five no. years. A lot has happened in, in the gay scene in five years. And I'm so excited. Yeah. Jasper, because you've decided to have us here, we are contractually obliged mm. to also have our sponsor, from Rongans, the chain of bistros and chicken schnitzel outlets. Mm. Uh, Grunty McFuckering. Hey, Grunty. Yay! <laughs> well, Jesus, cocksmoking Christ on the cross. I thought I'd seen the last of you disgusting pensioners five years ago when I threw you out of the front bar and screamed at you to fuck off. <laughs> then rang you in the cab to tell you to fuck off on speakerphone. <laughs> Then sent each of you literally hundreds of text messages the next day with the text, fuck off. And then hired the Whitman's blimp to literally land on the roofs of the blighted rat shacks you wizened, scrotal impersonators call home, trailing a 40-foot vinyl banner spelling out F-U-C-K-O-F-F, the fuck off. I remember that blimp. Yet here we are, you shite sacks are back at it like some kind of auditory herpes to curse me twice. What the fuck have I ever done to deserve this? Don't answer that. I actually know full well you can't judge me. My choices are between me and my God, who, by the way, doesn't exist. So why the fuck are we constantly panicked about what the fuck that spectral nods and his army of mild-mannered, frock-coated pederasts think? <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> in the interim, a lot has happened, that's for sure. We've got Donald Trump as president. Yes. What a good girl she is. <laughs> <laughs> Bit heavy on the slap. Must be hot in summertime. But anyway, <laughs> I knew her back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. As I remember, she me too'd me with a copy of The Art of the Deal. Ah, <laughs> uh, what else happened? Um... Some piece of digital shit invented emojis. That's fucking fantastic. Oh, no. Yeah, that clamshell can stick his eggplant up his fucking peaches as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, and uh, I moved to Sydney oh. to, to open a new branch of my highly successful community facility, oh. Rongans in Rudy Hill. <laughs> I realise it's a bit further out, yeah. but oops, so am I nowadays. <laughs> uh, I was innovating yet again. With Australia's first gay bar and car detailing service with a back room. <laughs> with a back room. <laughs> it's a one-stop shop. <laughs> However, that city's draconian licensing laws oh. have seen me fall on hard times. Oh, grunty. Faggot, play the cello thing in the <laughs> the recent lifting of the lockout laws, however, were not the panacea I was hoping for, no? uh, as the child slavery laws are still in full force. Oh. <laughs> so I've had to let bung out of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight I am launching a new charity campaign. 
modelled after the Make a Wish Foundation, entitled the Throw a Cun a Bone Foundation. <laughs> Following the format of popular websites such as Kickstarter, Patreon, and RedTube, <laughs> you can make a purely spontaneous donation to my cause and help support me in my dotage. Face it, it's either that or I start Australia's first Hannah Gadsby tribute band, Flannelette. <laughs> Visit me at grunty.com.fuckingu.a.fucking get your kids to work out or some fucking fuck. Bullshit. See you, Grunty. Yeah. See you, Grunty. Yeah. Thank you, Grunty. Oh, oh. fucking hell. Oh, wow. He is hideous. There is a reason why he, we don't have him anymore. <laughs> he is absolutely yeah. hideous. God. I have seen that I Hannah just... Gadsby tribute act, though. It's very good. Oh, very, very good. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's no jokes in it, and she's got green hair, but it's, you know, <laughs> very earnest, which I enjoy. <laughs> You know, this is oh. like actually. I know that the shtick, right, is yeah. that we're a million years old and fucking, yeah. you know, on the on death's door. But actually, this is an intensely millennial experience. <laughs> yeah. to make a really trivial achievement that matters to yes. no one, yeah. and then revisit it <laughs> yes. again and again, like you've invented the fucking light bulb. <laughs> Three of the biggest queer names in comedy are touring Australia from October this year. Josh Thomas is returning home to Australia for his first live show since the global success of multi-award winning series, Please Like Me. Whoopsie Daisy gets started this October in Brunswick Heads before taking on Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra, Cairns, Brisbane and Perth. And who is Douglas? Hannah Gadsby thinks he's the only pooch who can help her follow up on the trail blazed by her Emmy Award winning show, Nanette. Hannah found her voice with Nanette, and with Douglas, she plans to use it. Douglas kicks off in December, touring Melbourne, Hobart, Canberra, Sydney and Brisbane before visiting Auckland and Wellington. Some sessions are already sold out and the others are selling out fast, so get in quick. And finally, an evening with David Sedaris is filled with storytelling, observations, unpublished tales, audience Q&As and book signings for the famous author. A savant of razor-sharp and sardonic wit, don't miss your opportunity to spend an evening with one of the world's preeminent humour writers. David Sedaris will visit Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide and Canberra in January. Head over to comedy.com.au for full touring details and to book tickets. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Now, you did 135 episodes of the podcast. Did we? Oh, you did 135 episodes. Oh, no wonder we had to stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> doesn't feel an episode over 2,000. <laughs> And then you eventually wrapped it up. What, what, what was the reason for wrapping it up? I think it was the fourth time we told the same shit boring yeah. story. We decided we had us. none. <laughs> no. Yes, well, we I were sensible. It's, it was it was pretty kind of relentless and exhausting. Like I think it we was. just needed a break and just the break just continued. Fair enough. And also, I think maybe you know to run it. Course it was it was also know. difficult, like not having a studio and doing. Oh, like, so you left Fox by that point? Yeah, I left Fox. Yeah. Right. Okay. And you just can't sit in the Melbourne Central Food Court. Well, you were, no. which we did. This isn't a joke. You were genuinely. Recording the last episodes in a food court. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. in a food court. Once we recorded at 
at a hotel buffet breakfast because we thought that would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, we, yeah. Wes picked it and it was like really cheap or yeah. something like that. Once yeah. at the beach, like we yeah. just were choosing and weird. You just places. can't sit there and like get smashed we over the course t- of nine hours. We totally jumped the shark. And like, it, that's all. We but did. also, yeah. we couldn't use the phone anymore because we didn't have a hybrid the system. Studio, yeah. mm. So we couldn't have guests, which is where most of our content came from. So we're yeah. just down to us three fucking telling the but, same stories but over I and think over again. R- really, fundamentally, it was just exhausting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a huge amount. I mean, especially if you're doing nine hour records. We record for yeah. nine hours, but and yeah, you've but, all got but, actual jobs as well. Yeah. But yes. then we would go out and drink for another nine. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that yeah. was you also. Know, a and then oh that, yeah, then I stopped drinking and it wasn't as much. Fun and that would that. write you off for like you know the next yeah. day so, as well. Yeah. Like yeah. it was because that's the thing that happens when you turn forty, which is why I had to stop drinking. Was because the <laughs> the hangovers went from lasting till midday to mm. lasting till Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was, <laughs> It just so got really more intense. More and more time to yeah. rest. It was, just re- it was really intense on that kind of physical level because you would fuck yourself up so yeah. bad. But also, like, you're dealing with intense material. Mm. Yes. You're sitting there talking about whatever you're talking about and someone mm. writes you a letter about, you know, uh, I I live in the country and my life is shit and, uh, and, and you know, and you're the... Or the foreskins. The many, or, or many foreskins. Talking about foreskins constantly. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and, like, I'm facetious about it, but kind of that sense of responsibility yeah. kind of weighs yeah. on you a little bit. and. Yeah. You know, doing that month in, month out in these kind of intense... Like, you would look forward to the Talking Poofy weekends, mm. but, yes. but it, w- it would exhaust you. And then I got exhausted hacking the episodes into pieces mm. and trying that to reassemble them. Work, yeah. It was yeah, one it thing forever. to have to actually do them, but then to have to listen, listen to, to them again. again. <laughs> listen like, to them again oh, and again and again. And once I left something very defamatory and that I meant to... Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Which was Can you horrific. repeat it? No. Great. Well, um, speaking of... <laughs> He's so still in charge of entertainment at Channel 10 and I haven't worked there since. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking about recording in different locations. One of my favourite episodes, which actually turned into several episodes, oh uh, was God. when you did the pub crawl. So... <laughs> For oh people God. that didn't, I mean, you guys have always said that that was the worst. I loved it. For people that didn't know what the pub crawl episode, which turned into seven episodes, was yeah. seven is, episodes. can you explain how you did it and what it was? We got drunk. Yeah. And I, I turned the recorder on. And when this but, was before, but, but we're wearing was, head mics. Yeah, but this was at the time when there were a lot more venues yeah. open yes. in Melbourne. And you as went well. to every single gay bar and in we, Melbourne yeah, in one night. We just went from bar to bar to bar and things just. Got out of hand. Yeah. I recorded myself one. urinating in a laneway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love those episodes. They're Even, so good. The, I, I still listen to it's them on occasion. Piece. It should be no. in the fucking Louvre, like <laughs> because they're really they're actually really relaxing in a way. Yeah. Because it is like a whole night. Yeah. In real time. Yeah. yeah right. And like we've all had those nights where you like you go out for a cheeky drink and like you know smash cut. You're rolling around like yeah. yes. a bedroom floor in El Tona going. But it's yeah. I mean, there's even like I think a whole, one, almost an entire episode is you in the cab from Prince of Wales to DTs or something like that. But it's hilarious as well. Oh, um, but that poor drag queen who's being so lovely to us, and as soon as she shuts the door, you hear the God. door shut, and it's just like, oh, how fucking terrible is her breath? It's <laughs> that's right. Yes. Oh, yes. But what, what I love oh. about it is that and it's you even a, said I won't repeat it, but you even said her name in the like you were talking well, to she her. She was in the podcast. <laughs> you yeah. could hear her speaking. But like it's it's literally. The whole night, yeah. So like, there's boring bits of it. Just, well, that was just you know, like no, a this night. Is the same night you were at the uh, Laird at some point, and someone was sucking someone off next to you in the beer garden. Oh no, it? that was another. Oh, that was night. a different. So that was yeah, and he was there was a nude guy at the, at the yeah. that night at the Laird. There was, but there was one point in the live <gasps> the episode. Rimming corner. The rimming yeah, corner. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the rimming corner. Yeah, the rimming corner. But there was one night, one part of the live episode where 
Scott was going to pick up and then when you got to DT's I think and this guy came over and was like oh thanks for coming around the other night and you can hear him in the podcast <laughs> and, then, and then he's trying to pick you up again and doesn't notice you're wearing a microphone so you like start chatting to him and being like oh, I'll message you later blah 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 you yeah. weren't wearing microphones <laughs> no they were handheld oh, they were handheld yeah. sorry right. they were oh, big right. massive yeah, fucking yeah. microphones yeah, like, like Channel 10 News yeah. amazing. <laughs> amazing I have to I have no memory of that actually yeah. that I'm not surprised by the last episode you were fucked oh yeah, yeah we were yeah. all like but, but the, uh, one of the reasons for doing that was I was not going to edit it. I just went, I'm just going to let it go from go to woe. Yeah. And so, just, you did, so you didn't cut bits out. I just hacked, actually, I listened to all I seven just recently. I hacked it at the end and was like, oh, we'll be back next week. And then... then it's the whole night. Yeah. It's the whole so night. It's the whole, it's night, the whole night over night seven episodes. God, like, I forgot how tiresome it is to hang out with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's documentary proof. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? Of how annoying we yeah, are. Yeah. But but I love it for that reason. People will be studying these podcasts in the future. You go through those cycles of like, oh, this is fun. And then like, oh, actually, I'm going to check my phone because it's a bit dull. Do you remember we went to that terrible bar that was the exchange? They were all terrible. Every single one of them was terrible. But the one that was full of children. We were surrounded by kids who didn't know who we were. You got attacked by a woman, didn't you? There was like a woman having a crack at yes, you, Toby. Yes, there was, was some like, young girl you were really who awkward about it. was really like, um, I'm going to be an actor and oh. I'm going to be a... No, and she ended up being in Wentworth. Really? Oh, did she? Yes. Did she? <laughs> She's the girl that pisses her pants in the start of episode And one. that's how I met Pamela Ray. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knew, hey? <laughs> but also, Scott, you make an interesting point because I feel like that came out of the inflection point when it was quite clear going to like hideous bars like mm. that because most of the bars we went to were ghost towns. Yeah. Mm. The writing was on the wall. Commercial Road was mm. closing, Dying, essentially. Yeah, yeah, but it was closing. It hadn't yeah. closed yet. Mm. And we were like, you know, some kind of weird fucking David Attenborough. We were the like, last yes. Mama yeah. Rose in Gypsy. Yes. Hanging yeah. on. Trying to get on the Orpheum circuit. Yeah. And all we yeah. could get was burlesque. It's weird. Oh, it's it happened in Melbourne and it happened in Sydney for different reasons as well. It's almost yeah. like the whole kind of gay scene I think has also, I mean, this was something that we kind of investigated a lot in, you know, our later years in our life programs. Um, was the. <laughs> was, in between gardening tips. Yeah. Right. Was the kind of. You know, this quest for acceptance and this quest for equality and marriage equality and all that kind of thing and how what we were essentially saying is that we no longer wanted this ghettoization. We didn't want to hang out together. We didn't want to have a culture Mm. anymore because that is the only price that there is to pay. Mm. For acceptance would, by the wider community, I would say well, the culture has changed. I wouldn't yeah. say it's disappeared. No, but, but it was a culture of, of urban culture has eroded. Yeah. But it was a, it was a culture of, I think, of visibility, and it was a culture of protest. Like yeah. you know, it was a culture yes, of like yes. trying to agitate for things. And now we don't have to agitate anymore. And it's like so for our generation. I think people are still I agitating. There are, I think there are still things to agitate for, but we've there just are, you know, we've, maybe, I guess the stuff that we were agitating for yeah, is kind of we've got all our stuff. We all. Just go to Bunnings on the weekend now. No, but I feel. I mean, I feel. I, I did actually have a question about this. You know, a lot of the the bars since you guys finished the podcast have closed. The GH Exchange, mm. Diva, some for good, some not. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, Fucking I kind of feel like it's all that's really happened Poor is we've decentralised. There's a lot of bars now that are happy to have a gay night once a week or open up in different also, areas. Also, you don't need to get hammered to pick anyone up anymore. You can just do it on your fucking phone True. while you're yeah, watching yeah. Frasier repeats. Like, <laughs> on 10 Peach. <laughs> while it's great that there's there are gay bars out there that have a gay night once a week yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or whatever. It's not going into the pink to the gay community is what you're saying. It's you're not taking space. 
Yeah. You know right. what I mean? This is the virtue of having like an established Venue. fucking Grunty McFuckerin yeah. rainbow flag <laughs> out the front, you know, go-go boy poster. No more than four dykes at gay once. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is it you are taking physical space, which I feel is different, not better or worse. Yeah. Than sharing than space kind of yeah, right. with everybody. Of, yeah. But you know I mean, I mean? Grunty McFuckering is actually a really good point there because I've always felt like the reason that places like Commercial Road, so if anyone interstate or overseas listening, the Commercial Road was our little gay ghetto where all the yeah, gay like bars Oxford were. Street. Oxford yeah, exactly. Street. And, and yeah. it's exactly the same trajectory. But as it's, it, you know, as I feel like what happened is that Commercial Road was, I mean, the market was charging like 20 bucks yeah. on like a Thursday night to get mm. in. I think they mm. sort of had a monopoly on gay, there was the only places that gays could go. And so as it became okay to be gay, other venues started looking at how much money these bars were charging mm. and, and making and started doing their own nights and that sort of thing. And also I think as, it very became, as acceptance kind of, you know, broadened out that um, more straight people would start coming to... Yeah, true, yeah. And know, they're annoying. They are. And, <laughs> and so it kind of became this kind of muddy thing. It was like, you know, well, it's kind of a, more of a mixed space now. Yeah. So I think, you know, the idea of a sort of gay bar is... Oh, mm. I don't know if there's... There's a time limit on. There must on still it so be much. gay bars. There I are. Mean, there are. Oxford just... Street the other day. There were yeah. three drag queens in a gutter. <laughs> yes. Outside. No, no, the no, they're, they're always there. <laughs> they're always there. One of them was Wes. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think they've actually just been cemented in. They can't move. Oh, it's a sculpture. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, poor yeah, Trevor yeah, Ashley. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I think what is happening now, not to you sound too much like. You know, that's the last time like... I got drunk was with Trevor Ashley. That will turn you off out drinking ever again. Spending a night with Trevor Ashley. Yes. Sorry, you were saying. Look, without sounding too much like AM radio. I feel like like queer space is increasingly sort of diffused through the digital space. Yes. You know, Ooh. I think that there's, that there's a lot of kind of meme culture, you know, all the drag race memes and that kind of yeah. stuff. Like I, I often think about that kind of stuff in terms of Polari, in terms of like coded oh, yeah. language and, oh, yeah. and, and coded references and yep. that kind of stuff. And I think that's where gay kids now can kind of find a mm. common ground. It's a digital ground, not a physical ground like mm. a gay bar. But the trouble with that is that um, it's you don't want your digits in uh, Scott's ground. You want your digits yeah. in Scott's ground. <laughs> that's but right. that's more porous. You get a lot yeah. of you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's not very much risk yeah. in yeah. in sharing a drag race, yes. m- race meme. But to go to a gay bar yeah. on a gay night, like, a, th- yeah. Th- yeah. that involves risk. Also very good to have on your BMA. But it's very important to have actual yeah. friends yeah, in yeah, person yeah. who yeah. are like you as well. Yeah. 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 And also, um, and having said that, that you know, things, all these things have changed and spaces have changed. It's still hard to get that information about the reality, the sort of stuff that we provided and now the gays are revolting provides. Well, st- that stuff still hasn't become mainstream. That's true. Yeah. The, the warts and all Yeah, RuPaul's is, Drag Race um, isn't really talking yeah. about like the, yeah. the hardcore stuff. Yeah, no. RuPaul's not telling you how many fingers actually constitutes a fist. Like, yes, when exactly. have you crossed the line? <laughs> and the answer is <laughs> all of them. <laughs> you have to call I'm, I'm Dean sure. back. I'm sure we've got some pamphlets on that on it somewhere. Yeah. But I've always felt like you guys, your show was sort of a, a, a predecessor to our show. Are My we your drag is, godfather? Oh what are God. they called? I don't know. What it, <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> but how, how did Daddy you Thomas. feel when our... <laughs> Call me daddy. <laughs> but how, how did you feel when our podcast started uh, early last year? wanted to burn you. I, when I like first heard about it and then listened to it, like for about 0.5 of a second, I was like, but it's kind of like what we did. And then I was like, oh, I'm glad someone's fucking doing it. Yeah. Because yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. it's fucking exhausting. Yeah. yeah. And it's really good. Mm. I don't want to And, and I think the fact that it's been so yeah. successful too. Yeah. Really affirms the fact that there there's a need for it. There is a co- there is a community in search of, of a flashpoint. A <laughs> community. <laughs> 
in search of a flashpoint. Yeah. You know? yeah. Whether it's a physical space such as a gay bar or a digital space like a podcast, there's there's people out there who have a, a desire or feel a gap around yeah. these kind of really authentic interactions, uh, like uh, these genuine yes. discussions. Uh, also, you know, like ostensibly what talking the podcast was 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 three friends sharing stuff and yeah, talking yeah. and chatting, and for particularly for people, and that's how you learn. All the kind of nitty gritty, all Absolutely. those little yeah. details, and so for 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 people who don't have access to maybe you know those friends or feel a bit isolated, to be able to listen into a conversation like this, mm. I really important. One of you know, like every now and again, you have like a thing that happens, and you go, "Oh, that's right, that's why I do this." Like mm. it's not just to get drunk with my mates and hear horrendous stories. There was a guy who emailed me. He lived in country Queensland. And was like, look, you seem so confident for a fat guy. I was like, <laughs> yes, because I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes, how do you deal with the whole sex thing? Like, you know, being a boomba. And I was like, you know, you just do. I was like, why? What's like? And I was trying to get out of him, like, why he was having so much trouble. And then he said, whenever I go out with my friends to the beat in Brisbane, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> <laughs> it's a crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <right>. The oldest <laughs> person there is 20. Oh, and wow. They're all horrendous twinks. I was like, go down the road to Sportsman's Bar, like Sporties in in Brisbane. It's horrible, but you know, you'll, you'll be the it. bell of the ball. <laughs> ah, you'll yes. be the big fat bell of the ball, and everyone will want to come out. You get put on an online profile. Where I can see your man boobs, and you will have <laughs> people will be sending you pictures of their pouting sphincters in no time. Wow! And it's it happened. He was very excited by the whole experience. Did you see the pictures of the pouting sphincters? No, I wasn't into him. All right, he was, was a child. I think I vaguely got the compliment I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, now, Adam, you've often been billed as Australia's uh, first openly gay comedian. How does that title sit with you? I wasn't really. There were others. But who else? Uh, Mr. Humphreys wasn't Toby. Australian. No. <laughs> Toby was doing it before me. I don't remember that. You say that, but I don't remember that. You were before, like you were already there when I arrived. What, what was I doing? On the gay, I don't on the know. Trivia scene. nights with Janet. Oh, uh, oh but yeah. I do that. That doesn't count. Yeah, no, doesn't yeah but that's count. performing. And you were doing stand-up. You'd go and do gigs here oh, and there. I don't remember it very clearly. I remember Scott's first gig, which mm. was not long after mine, like six months or maybe eight months Possibly. or something. Yeah, it was all So, yeah, I don't like to think... like. Maybe the first one on Hey Hey It's Saturday. Right, okay. Mm. Or something like that. Mm. However, yeah. however, <laughs> however, like in terms of public profile and oh, yeah. and, and mm. things that, you know, the great unwashed latch onto, it was still an important mm. moment oh. when, you, th- when you began work. And I think like, you know, whenever anyone used to be like, how could you do Celebrity Splash or Celebrity Dog School or that terrible radio show? It's like, yeah, but this is just about visibility. It's like, mm. you know, especially with the radio, it's like 10-year-old kids are being dropped off to school mm. by their mums who are listening to the radio, hearing that annoying poof to talk about Lindsay Lohan again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then 10 years later can come out and go, oh, mum, you know how you like Adam on the radio? Yes, well, I'm yeah. gay also. Yeah. Oh, it's a pity you're not funny. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Lindsay Lohan. More. <laughs> you talked about Lindsay Lohan. I might like you. Now clean your room. Uh, you filthy little twink. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, it's like, because I only ever really agreed to do family shows. Yeah. Like, so yeah, like Celebrity Dog School and Celebrity Splash were sold to me as family shows. Yeah. Less like having a gay agenda, which for me is just what am I doing on Thursday? <laughs> but more about like just 
being someone there. Like like we were saying before about any any kind of visibility. I've recently watched the whole of the Netflix Tales of the City, which is dreadful. Right. It's a really bad show. But I loved it because mm. it was like, I felt like I was, you know, 15 again and seeing someone who had... A life something like mine yeah. on television. Yeah, it wasn't all about just sort of obsessing about throw pillows and you know. Um, yes, that kind of stuff. Just it was, mm. it was Ellen Page just having threesomes all the time, which is you know <laughs> yeah. fun. Oh, well, on a more maybe personal note, then yeah, uh, a lot of the podcast was about drinking. We talked about how much yeah. champagne you would drink, mm-hmm. and you did the live show yeah. going to the bars, oh, and there was God. a lot of trashy Jesus stories about Christ. getting fucked up. Adam, you've uh, stopped drinking. You've also, for anyone's been following you on social media, you've been uh, jogging as well, which I'm quite impressive. And I people are jogging. I just, well, I just walk quicker than normal. <laughs> <laughs> Quicker than you used to. You've lost a lot of weight. I refer to it as escaping. It might sound (laughs) quite surprising to people that are familiar with the the Talking Puffy Puffcast. What inspired that? Um, There was no way any of us could sustain that kind of lifestyle, what we were doing. No, No. it was fucked. There was just no way. But, I mean, you two still still drink, though. Uh, Nowhere near anywhere. Not like those days. Oh, my God. I haven't been drunk in a long time. Yeah. Like, you remember yep. in your 20s, you're like a fucking tennis ball. You bounce back the next yeah. day. In your 30s, you're like a tennis ball that a dog's had a go at. Yep. It's kind of wet and it sticks to the ground a little bit before it comes back up. In your 40s, it's like throwing a, a kind of a goon bag. It just <laughs> yes. kind of goes... <laughs> yeah. just that it just shit. lands it and never rebu- rebounds. <laughs> yeah. It just sits there. And you can't and clean it off the concrete. No. Yeah. yeah, and so you have to Oof. get someone to come over and pick it up three days <laughs> yes. later and take it to work. Yeah, with tongs. I yeah. The last time I got drunk, I had a horrific hangover and I called my sister. I was like, you have to bring me McDonald's because I am incapable of movement. And Uber Eats was born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if there was Uber Eats, I would still oh, yeah. <laughs> I would still be drinking and I would be, mm-hmm. I'd probably be dead. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like I, it was a night out with Trevor Ashley mm. and it was like I was out till four in the morning, I think. Yeah. Never really had a great time. Like it was fun. I'd been to... Anthony Kalia's concert and hung out with his Oof. family and drunk some. Ter- I think you were there that night. I think I was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With um. Yeah. We drank a bit and then mm-hmm. went out further and I just kept drinking and I never got to that you know giddy fun you know like a nine hour talking puffy record and then off to the K box mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then off to off to like went on Wellington because there's a bar there. Oh like, Jesus Christ! Sitting in our oh, sitting in a God. me sitting oh, like you know the God. worst thing about went on Wellington was like everyone would have like the nice. A forest green towel and they would give me the boomba towel which was fucking hot pink <laughs> like you can't tell I'm fat coming down the street you know, I need to put an arrow on it but yeah we don't like so they were always fun like mm. we'd always have fun so the next day you would feel yeah I've got a hangover but I had a fun night but this night like you know other like you know just had fucking Trevor in my face going I'm doing like Miss Darling it's gonna be a place <laughs> you'll love it I can't wait for you to see it and then yeah the next day I felt awful and I was like I didn't I feel like I earned this yeah and i think it was just like a moment of i am really old mm. and fat and this is another thing like since losing weight i'm like oh i wasn't really that old i was just fat yeah mm. like it's really hard to do anything when you're but fat. It, initially it wasn't like a conscious decision to permanently quit drinking was it it was just sort of like you're having a break i had a couple of weeks off some young strumpet took a job that i've been doing for 10 years mm. and then lost it within three months that upset me, mm-hmm. um, so I got a bit depressed and tried to take antidepressants, but because my liver was not functioning, oh. <laughs> it all went through. So I was vacuuming to Dancing Queen and like speeding off my head and was like, ring my doctor. I went, am I meant to be this happy? <laughs> she's like, oh no, don't take another one. <laughs> so it. yeah. 
And then, yeah, I stopped drinking and it re- recovered. So, oh, I know it's yeah. tragic. But that's the main reason I lost weight is because my liver function started mm-hmm. to pack in again, mm-hmm. and I was like, Ugh. no, yeah. I can't even have schnitzel the, anymore. <laughs> you're enjoying the fitness now. I do actually. It's weird. I didn't yeah. expect to. It's yeah, I mean, knowing you then and knowing you like, if I, I would never have guessed you'd be the kind of person posting, you know, you do these wonderful Fitzbo. walks. Yeah, you, you, exactly. <laughs> Good it's, on you. It's yeah. I and seriously, like for anyone who is at the bottom of a hangover, going, "Oh, this feels terrible." I'm like at the end of the first five kilometers of running, you get the same rush as that first half an hour of an E. Like, <laughs> and then the shower afterwards is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh man, I could have been doing this all and along." You can reach all of your bits now. Oh in yeah, in the shower, and and mm. then some. And I then. do. I have to do stretching when I'm squeegeeing the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Gary says I've got to clean the glass and I have a shower. So domestic. Oh no. And uh, Scotty, you were the rampant slut of the yes. podcast. You know, it's don't funny. say were. <laughs> you are. It's fa- you, you referred to yourself as the rampant slut, and, yeah. and and our producer wrote the question as rampant slut, and yes. then we asked listeners for, that had listened to your podcast, our listeners, if they had any questions, and someone asked if you're still the rampant slut. So you're well known as the rampant slut. Okay. Great. You know, the, um, before we did our very first podcast recording we sat down to have a chat about you know what we were going to do what our roles would be and for some reason we kept saying very loudly that scott was going to be the guatemalan sinkhole yeah. <laughs> i remember that. yeah 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 so i was pressured into it basically <laughs> um <laughs> did you ever wrestle with how far you were going to go with this i mean you were very honest with your mm. stories did you ever mm. like toss and turn uh, about whether you should go that far no not really i've, I've got a very dear friend of mine who's a sex therapist mm-hmm. um and i've learned lots cindy. cindy yes cindy, she yes, was gorgeous. Gorgeous. a guest on the podcast she was yeah. yes cindy dunnell and she um She's amazing. And so I kind of like just from knowing her, I kind of learned a lot. And I'm, it's, a, it's a bit of a wanky thing, but it's all about kind of sex positivity. And I'm not mm. going to be fucking ashamed for having sex. And so Good. that's why, I, you know, that was kind of and part we of the will reason. And shame on you, but it just yeah. comes off like, a, like water off a duck's <laughs> yeah, back yeah. Yep. and into your hole. Totally, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a lot of people might be surprised as well to hear that you... Mm. Of all people, yeah. have a child. Now. Yes, I do. I have a son. Can you I tell us? She's in um, a bag. It's not that hard. <laughs> Don't you call hey, her a bag? <laughs> um, I was living here with him <clears throat> while they were working on this. He jizzed in several bags. Yeah. <laughs> And then had some of them removed with a syringe. That's right. Yes. <laughs> did you um, really have a, a needle in the neck? What? No. 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 no, no. Like it was. No. It was, it was all right. fresh. We tried on <laughs> our own. All fresh. Oh, fresh. <laughs> I've, I've, I don't think your semen <laughs> has ever been described by I anyone some as along, fresh. Guys. Here, have some. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, there's some here. Um, some of Scott's baby uh, batter. I, uh, a, co- a lesbian couple, dear friends of mine, um, asked me to. Be the father of their child, and we now have a little boy called Leo, who's nearly four. And absolutely fucking he's adorable. Very he cute. is gorgeous. Uh, yeah, he's pretty nice. So I'm like Uncle Dad. Yeah. I um, I was I at a Christmas party once with your son. You weren't allowed to be there because oh. of those rules. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> and every time someone new came into the room, like his eyes lit up and yeah. he sat up. I was like, oh, it's no. just like Daddy. This is- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's trolling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's trolling for trade. And well, the, the good thing about it is that like it's pretty much it doesn't matter what he kind of comes up if he's ever facing any kind of problem yeah. as a teenager or anything like that. I've done much worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I really he so, can always come to you and you're not going to judge. I will never judge that boy. I, I feel kind of privileged to have known you quite well for that journey. Mm. Uh, can you tell us 
a bit about how the dynamic. I think it's an amazing dynamic that you have with his mums. Can you tell us what the dynamic is and how you guys work that out? Um, what it was going uh, to be. In a nutshell, we've known each other for like twenty years. Yeah. So I, I am. I'm kind of like Uncle Dad. That mm-hmm. we believe it takes a village to raise a child. Surely, yeah. Auntie Dad. Um, in your auntie. Well, <laughs> depends on whether I'm having a high camp day. <laughs> um, You're the fairy godfather. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, so I'm kind of like I, I see him every week. I, you know. Couple of times, sometimes yeah. just as often as I can. I'm just like first on the list for babysitting and hanging out, and and they live time pretty and close to you. Yeah, so. they live uh, only a few blocks from me, so I get to hang out with him lots. And yeah, it's great. And there's like kind of there are other people kind of in the village helping to raise in this kind yeah. of whole kind of community. So he's um he's doing pretty well. So they're outsourcing their parenting. Pretty lazy, much, yeah. lazy, oh, lazy. He's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> um, one of the weirdest things he said to me though was because his mother said to me, "You have to teach him to wee standing up." Because we can't. Oh and yeah, I, that was I'd, that was not in the that PD. Was, no. <laughs> no. Well, that like, is. Oh my god, I had, I had never considered that. I was yeah. like, okay, and I was looking after him one day, and I had to have a wee, and I was like, well, I guess this is it. I guess this is when I teach him to. I'm going to go have a wee, all right? And he, you know, always follows me to the toilet anyway, and tries to come in when I'm having a poo, which is really weird. But I was, you know, I sort of stood there and I said, okay, you know, got my penis out, and you know, you got to hold it like this, and you got to aim it, you got to make sure that you know it doesn't it's go all over yeah, the place, all that kind of stuff. Because with two mothers, that's yep. going to be a problem. And he just kind of like <laughs> leant around and stared at my penis for a moment. Oh, you probably never seen and, another one. <laughs> well, I don't know, but then, but then looked up at me and went, "Why do you have that doodle?" <laughs> <laughs> Which well, is a really uh, difficult question to answer. Uh, in so fairness, Scott, you've, you've had a fair crack at <laughs> shopping a range yeah, of that's others. Right. Yeah, yep. true. That was He's probably one. never seen a purple one before. Well, yeah, I know. So that's just bruising. That's just <laughs> or one with bite marks in it. <laughs> He's never seen one with a use by date. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everybody signs it once they've had a crack, so it's just it's, covered in texture. It's like a car. It's like a plastic car. I stood yeah. up to weed for the first time in, like, I reckon about four years the other day. Right. Right. Now, uh, a big part of uh, your show was responding to listeners' letters. You had some wonderful mm. list- uh, writers oh, that we talked about Tim mainly, earlier. Mainly people complaining about their foreskins and their partners <laughs> wanting to cut them off. There was a lot of foreskin off. questions. There uh, was so yes, much foreskin. Was, and yes. it would go so for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then it would... Fi- and I couldn't give a flying... The foreskin would go for weeks and weeks what you do <laughs> with the... Right. And I would be sitting there, I'd be like reading a book, I'd be filing my nails, yeah, yeah. I'd be catching Doing up on taxes, emails, yeah. whatever, and it would finally die down, and then fucking Wesley would bring oh, it up yeah. again. <laughs> Look, we, we, we do get people writing in. Usually it's people, because uh, we usually talk about topics that are happening, we record week to week, but every now and then we get people writing and asking for advice, and we mm-hmm. generally don't respond to those, because we are not equipped to give advice. Neither were uh, we. No, neither <laughs> were we. It's just, people want to hear someone else's opinion full stop. True, true. Mm. That, we, we, we usually kind just... of, quote, respond. Responsibility never troubled us. <laughs> no. We're not a doctor, but we're prepared to have a look. Occasionally, if we had like an important letter, we would call someone that had, you An know, ex- like Scott would draw on Cindy or we'd yeah. call Batruni yeah. or yeah. someone. And then we'd disagree with them and just say whatever the fuck we actually thought yeah. ourselves <laughs> anyway. Well, I, f- I found a, a message we got on Facebook a little while ago that we haven't responded to, and I thought maybe you guys could respond oh, to good. this person. Oh, good. You're, you're letting us go through your moldy old emails. <laughs> asking right. for advice. Here from a young man in Nigeria. <laughs> called, called Bevan. Uh, Prince Bevan. Yeah, Bevan. No, Prince I, Bevan. In the interest of continuity from your podcast, let's say that this uh, email is from Bevan. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is from Bevan, uh, who says, Hello, boys. Love the podcast. I put that bit in, but... <laughs> and also it's referring to your podcast Oh, is he referring to your podcast? Yeah. Oh, hang on, I'll start again uh, Hello, boys 
I'm hoping for some advice <laughs> from some city boys. I re- Why does he keep using the word boys? Is he a pedophile? Uh, I recently moved to Melbourne from a very small town in New South Wales. I'm 33 years old and it's the first time I've lived in a city. Oh. It's the first time I lived in a city. <laughs> <laughs> I like to know how the shoes work. <laughs> Uh, I've been partying a lot. Hey, Scott. Uh, but I've uh, made some friends, but most of them are younger than me. What did I say? Uh, <laughs> I haven't met many people my age who party. Maybe they partied when they were younger and they're all done already. I'm, Is- re- I'm really suspicious of someone who uses the word party. Yeah, I think it's a euphemism a for chemsex. It's Andrew oh, WK. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Has sent us a letter. Is it tragic that I'm still going out? I don't really like Grinder or Tinder, i.e., I'm illiterate. Uh, where- <laughs> I don't know what all those fucking acronyms mean. Where do I meet guys my age in their thirties? Also, I didn't get much sex practice back home because there wasn't much opportunity. <laughs> Did he say sex even practice? Practice is cute. <laughs> and the sheep where were very going? fussy. Um, 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 I'm going out to sex practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be back about yeah. nine. I've got the grand final coming up, so, you know, <laughs> got to get it as much as I can. I've been practicing really hard, and I'm representing New South Wales in sex. <laughs> I didn't get much sex practice because there wasn't much opportunity. sex practice. So I'm a bit scared to go home with guys. Aww, oh, I'm just case. imagining, like, one of those automatic tennis ball firing machines. Just, like, loading out dildos. dildos. Shooting out dildos. Damn, like, missed again. <laughs> no, you can do it, Bevan. <laughs> keep trying. Just keep puck it up and one will go yeah, in. Yeah. What are your anus? Steel rings. Um, <laughs> oh, I feel bad. Oh, this poor Bevan. Bevan uh, says. <laughs> I'm a bit That's scared. right. Practice makes perfect, Bevan. I'm a bit scared to go home with guys in case I'm bad at it. Oh. How do I learn what to do? Oh. Well, look, Scott's bad at it and he still gets it. <laughs> I made a, I made a, a career kid. out of it. Yeah. Everyone's a, bad at it. Everyone's yeah. bad at it. Everyone is bad at it. No one is good at it. I want about this podcast that we're guesting on, mm. that they're all full of bravado and like, oh, we're amazing at sex, we're all incredible. And here's no, us, God, no. rancid old mm. queen, just no, like, no, 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 it's uh, terrible. Uh, I, I would say to Bevan, there are still guys in their thirties, like you're 33, there yeah. are still guys in That's their 30s going in. Maybe about. you're going to the wrong venues. Yeah. Maybe you're going to the venues that are attracting kind of the younger crowd to, you know, have a bit of a look around and see what other venues there are. There might be some older guys. There's Get not on, many venues, though, don't you? That's true. Get on Scruff. Yes. Mm. Get on Scruff. Oh, a, but that's app. full of scrinks. Like you know, scrinks? They're twinks that don't shave. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a bit more, maybe lazy there'll be more twinks. of a... Lazy twinks. You know, guys around your age on, on Scruff than... Uh, the than other thing with, like, being 33, you know, it doesn't happen as much, but it still happens, where people come out of the closet in their 30s mm. after having tried to have a relationship with a woman and going, who am I kidding? <laughs> I love cock. And that's, those, that's how it feels. It mm. does. But the, those people reset. I think you have to reset their sexual and emotional age to 16. Yes. When yeah, they come true. out. So true. you don't feel bad that you're hanging out with a bunch <clears throat> of people in their 20s. Because emotionally, like yeah. this is your first time in the big city, hanging out and being able to root anyone at any time. Yeah. You are technically in your 20s emotionally. Yeah. And in that kind of, you know, societal age. So... 
Who's shaming you into thinking you're... Ha- I mean, I yeah. know I just said you're a pedophile, but <laughs> I'm not one to... But there, also, was if you, if yeah. there was support of shaming, There was support of shaming. There was a nasty shaming. <laughs> but also, if you like hanging out with guys just because they're younger, that should these guys, you know, if you like them, yeah. who gives a shit what Unless, they are? Yeah. What, what if we read between the other lines and he's not attracted to all these children and he wants to mm. bump uglies with someone a bit older? Because ah. everyone in their 20s is all breaking up and making up within minutes. Mm. But in your 30s, everyone's all paired off. And it's not until you get into your 40s and you're like, oh, I can still fuck people. Mm. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and and it's fine. But yeah, it's like a, there's that weird period in your 30s where everyone is in a relationship yes. except for you. Yeah. Yes. So yes. that could be a problem. Um, and this kind of goes back to the idea that we were talking before about like acceptance and kind of gay mm. diffusion. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. Like there, there is a balance between living on the scene and, mm. you know, hanging out on scruff or going to, you know, lead or, or you know, whatever, whatever it is, um, and just, like, living your life. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, meeting your gay person in accounts mm. or yeah. your, you know, mm. your potential husband as the barista or mm. doing CrossFit with them. You know what I mean? Like, like they're in the world. Yeah. And yeah. they're probably a bit more easy to not, meet. Not everybody meets their partner in a gay club. Yeah. No. Like, the, you know. I've heard that is true. Apparently. <laughs> I have heard of that happening. I met mine on the internet. Really? Yeah, I bought him off eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much. I hope that that has helped, Bev, and I hope you're listening. Oh, um, that yeah, that did we say anything worthwhile? I think, yes. Bevan, like, <clears throat> when I was in my 30s, I was single and partying a lot. And I, the other thing I did was try to find places where I thought people my age would be going, like, mm. book clubs and, you know, other <laughs> boring shit. And it turned out they're as boring as I thought they would be. <laughs> so I continued to take a lot of cocaine and get bummed off at a Yeah, sauna. okay. I don't know if that's... <laughs> You do you. Yeah. yeah. You do you. yeah. I'm fine. My liver doesn't work, but I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, before we go, one more question for the for the main episode uh, today that I have to ask because mm. our listeners and your listeners will be very upset if I didn't. Are we ever going to get any more episodes of Talking Puffy? This is it. I think you just got one. This is it. This is the one. I think you did. Yeah. Um, Enjoy it while it drags on. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I honestly don't think it would work today. Because I, yeah. I think that... Be, well, we couldn't... Well, I'm racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my also, God. When, when I think about the jokes we made, my oh God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's we a have different to, time. We have to it wasn't a different things. time. It was five, five years, years ago. ago. <laughs> 2012. <laughs> but also, uh, I think if we did an episode of Talking Puffy, again, that we wouldn't... We wouldn't drink, so it would just be us like we have today, yeah. just reminiscing about all the times we got drunk together. That's all the episode. <laughs> that's just all just us be. talking so about the war. There'd be no new material. Your livers are all still working, so you are oh, happy, happily taking no, the torch weekend, from I just us. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you've taken off on the mantle, so you oh, know, I bless. think you know, we need to let you guys. Oh, <laughs> what a lovely bookend! <laughs> Oh, wow. well, thank re- you so much. We might release a gardening puffy or, uh, <laughs> or a decoupaging puffy or, uh, yes. you know, well, at the very least, men's we- shed puffy. Or can you, will you come back on our show again? Sure. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. Wonderful. That's good news. Can we have well, a different pufter? Because we know you. <laughs> All right, I'll let, I'll and let you're Luke not going to fuck time. Scott. It'll be funny. Like if, if <laughs> Let's get a different one. Let's yeah, get a actually, different no, one. We will get one of them. Yeah, Luke and Scott will get along very well. Okay, great. Awesome. Okay, great. They're both whores. Um, 
No, the opposites like it's it's like magnets. Yeah. They I bump don't, up against one another. I don't do another. that anymore, guys. What? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I'm a whore. I'm a fucking whore. Scott, right. okay. failure has changed <laughs> you. <laughs> well, thank you boys so much for joining us. Now you are going to hang around with us for the uh, after show. Oh, what? You uh, have an after we show? We have an after show. So Jesus, what we're going to do? Why we couldn't do talking poofy anymore? We're going to barely do the on show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're, an after birth. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna like bash through a whole lot of topics that we've talked about on the gays revolting. That sounds very violent. The, yeah, I don't think mm, we basically. Bash yeah. through anything. And uh, we're gonna get your opinions. We're gonna get some. We're gonna do like twenty quick topics. I'm against it. Your... I'm against it. I'm against it. I'm <laughs> against it. I'm against it. Topics you want, that you want sound bites. You want things that have band. happened since since your show in, ended are that we, we've been talking about right. and see what you guys think. Are we about even it. gonna understand these? No, <laughs> maybe <laughs> not. But we'll okay. find out. <laughs> okay. um, but. Before we do that, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. For anyone that wants to listen to the after show, you can tune in patreon.com slash gays revolting pod. Uh, for anyone oh, that wants- we're a bonus episode. Oh, yeah. Not even a good one. Uh, for anyone that wants to listen to your show, it's no longer on uh, Apple, unfortunately, but it, you can listen to it on your website, which is talkingpuffy.com. <laughs> .au <laughs> talkingpuffy.com.au I or, am just laughing at the idea that someone is still paying the hosting fees for that That's me, I pay yeah. that <laughs> I still listen, I still listen, I love it, it Like I get alerts every time someone downloads one and at least four times a week Oh that's oh me, <laughs> that's just me <laughs> Someone send that gay piece of shit $25 for the next yeah. two years yeah. Someone has got to help out about uh, if you want to follow our socials, you can follow us on Instagram at Gays Revolting Pod, on Twitter, Gays Revolting, and on Facebook, The Gays Are Revolting. Boys, thank you so much for joining us. Sorry, I forgot to say you uh, in a second. You all have to say bye. Like, bye. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Bye. bye. Well done, everybody. Well done. Boy. You've done a very good job. When do oh. I stop saying bye? I'm going to have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. 